<laughs> I'm sure, you know, people look back a thousand years from now on us and they'll say, yeah, they, they didn't have that quite right. <laughs> they were using so, all these drugs. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There'll be something. Hey, it's Walter here and you're at the Think Profit Podcast where we're going to help you develop a rock solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh, sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter. All right. Uh, this might be a little bit out there for a topic, but um, I'd be interested to hear what you think about the mind versus the brain. So is, is there like a physical, is everything coming from the physical brain or is the, do you think that there's something, some other knowledge out there that maybe we receive through the brain? To, um, to make our decisions. This is really good, thanks. And I'm sure you have some interesting thoughts on this too, I'm sure of it. Hey there, I hope you're finding this episode useful. I just wanted to let you know that Walter and I give away something valuable every month that helps traders improve their skills. You can enter to win by simply leaving an iTunes review and leaving a comment on our YouTube videos. At the end of each month, we'll look at the comments and reviews from the month and we'll pick a winner at random. Each comment and each review counts for one entry during the month that it's submitted. So if you're interested in that, be sure to enter after this podcast is over. All right, back to the episode. So, I, okay, so the way I look at science is it's really materialism. So if you talk to like scientists, in essence, most scientists, not all, but most scientists in a professional sense, they are in the field of materialism. And that's kind of the way that our science has gone down this path of if you can touch it, if you can see it, if you can hold it, if you can measure it, then it's real. And everything else is not, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, that hasn't always been the case, but it certainly has been the case the last you know, 150 years or so in our scientific fields, right? Mm -hmm. So if you talk to a lot of neuroscientists, many of them, not all of them, but many of them will tell you, just like you know how we map the, D, the, um, the gene, like the genome, like the human DNA, like when we map that out, it's like, okay, we're going to, like they thought, okay, we're going to figure out all disease because of course all disease is due to our genes, right? Which <laughs> we found out it's not quite the case. Not There's, true, yeah certainly is, you know, there's epigenetics, the interaction between your genes and the environment. A lot of hardcore neuroscientists will tell you that if they map out the brain completely and, to, and, they, and they, they're not there yet, they don't know exactly what every little nook and cranny of the brain does. They have a general idea of, you know, Broca's area and, you know, this is where your emotions and this is where your, you know, your frontal lobes is where you do your planning and speech and listening and like they have that, like that's all but they don't know exactly down to the neuron sort of where things are, right? But like mm -hmm. they do with DNA. And so some of them will tell you that if they, as soon as we get to that point where we map out the entire brain, then we will know everything there is to, that you need to know about the brain and you will know the mind. However, there are a lot of other scientists that believe that the mind is separate from the brain. I had whole classes in this in graduate school because I actually had some pretty cool professors who were kind of deep into this philosoph philosophical aspect of brain science right cool. so it's yeah. really kind of cool and um and so my belief is that the brain is like an antenna okay and so your mind is beyond the physical kind of like a sailboat so if you're in a sailboat in fact you might uh it's not a very good day today but you might see some sailboats behind me i'm not sure if you can there's one i don't know if you can see it but yeah, anyway yeah. these sailboats go by and what they have is they have this big sail that catches the wind Okay, and the wind helps them go, obviously. They need to get that sail just right to catch the wind. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with our brain, right? Our brain is like a sail, right? In essence, what we're doing, our mind is beyond our brain, as I see it. It's, it's beyond us. It's beyond the physical. 
so the, the essence of who, who you are comes from all those experiences that have come in through your brain and all those physical, you know, all that physical stuff, all those interactions, your memories, the things you've forgotten, all that stuff kind of helps form that, but it's, it's a bit beyond. So you can kind of, that's why, for example, and I don't know, this is probably going to freak some people out, but there's a book written in 2004 and I will put it in the show notes. Her name is Sylvia Brown. I don't know if you heard of Sylvia Brown. You heard of her? Yeah, I've heard of her. She's a psychic, right? Yeah, yeah, she's a psychic. I always thought she was a total and complete fraud. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Maybe she still is. But what if I told you that she wrote back in 2004 about this virus that would come in the year 2020? Mm-hmm. And she basically made all these predictions in this book. And she was talking about this virus and she pretty much nailed it. Okay. So, and it just like people who use like remote viewing and things like that, where they pick up on other areas of the planet where they're not physically located. How is that possible? Right. Mm-hmm. So I believe that our, our brains are, can serve as a bit of an antenna. And I think of the mind as that aspect of, or that, that ability of you as a human to, to tap into other things other than what's the, in the physical stored in your neurons. Right. So what are your thoughts? Cause I know you probably have some really good ideas along these lines. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I've been researching it quite a bit and I've been looking for this book. It's the name is escaping me, but the guy basically he's done a lot of studies and he pro- he's proven that there is like a certain knowledge that sits outside of the body. And if you get into this alpha state, you can actually access that knowledge. I don't remember what it was, but I'll, I'll put it in the notes when I remember. And um, yeah. Is I, it I, a new book? Is that a new one or an older one? No, it's older. It's older. Um, I forget the name. Jeez. Anyway, but um, yeah, I've, I've read several books like that. And then there's that, that other one, um, The Secret Life of Plants, right? And it yeah. shows that plants actually have a, uh, you know, they, they can tell when they're going to be harmed. So when you think about, you know, only eating plants versus animals, uh, there's kind of no real difference, right? And once you have that sort of knowledge of what's out there, then you can kind of, I think it makes it easier to understand, okay, there are some other things out there that we don't typically learn about or know about. And um can be accessed, um, you know, from outside of us. And it's not just the brain that creates these ideas or these thoughts. And if you go through a lot of um, famous people, like composers and artists and all these kind of stuff, a lot of them say that I was just the conduit. I did not think of this. Somehow it just came through me and I just moved my hand and, you know, I wrote, I wrote this book or I painted this painting or um, I created this opera or whatever it was. So yeah, I believe that there is a certain amount of information out there. And like you said, I think, yeah, our brain is just kind of this antenna. It stores a little bit of information about our life right now, and it helps us like brush our teeth and stuff. But other, other than that, I think, yeah, there is the potential to uh, get access to this other knowledge. Yeah, so Carl, Carl Jung talked about that. I don't know a lot about Carl Jung. I wasn't really big into him, but some people were. He was a student of Freud. So he talked about like the collective consciousness. Mm, yeah. So everyone sort of has this collective, like, you know, deep in your unconscious, like the shared experience. And actually, my understanding is that there's data that comes from the mother. Like, so let's say your mother was really loved Doritos, okay, (laughs) (laughs) or had some trauma at a young age, like a really terrible experience when she was five, that actually gets passed on to her children. Like, encoded somehow like that that like all that stuff is really weird you know that's only kind of recent stuff that we found and so yeah there's there's a lot more to it and whenever someone says like when you start saying stuff like this hue and people say like um oh well that's ridiculous or that's not real or whatever i always just (laughs) always just come back with well bloodletting we used to think that bloodletting (laughs) was the thing to do you know what i mean like leeches yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) 
it's it's so easy to think that where we are, we're at the at the tip of the spear. We're at the mm-hmm. you know we're at the we're at the point of science where we have everything, or we're just nearly, we almost have all the knowledge and everything. But you, you always look back in historic time, you know, look back years and years and go, oh, they they had bloodletting, you know, they they're a bit off there, you know. And yeah. I'm sure you know people look back a thousand years from now on us and they'll say. Yeah, they they didn't have that quite right. They were using <laughs> so, all these drugs and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There'll be something. It'll yeah. be it'll be there'll be some clear direction that we sort of went down and it was the wrong path. It was a dead end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of evidence that they're coming up with like in Turkey and stuff where they they're unearthing these ancient civilizations, right? And they had plumbing and they had supposedly yeah. electricity and all this stuff. So, that just shows you that we might not be the tip of the the top of the mountain or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. We're not the highest point of civilization. So, yeah, Gobekli Tepe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gobekli Tepe is a great example of that because that shouldn't exist back in the Iron Age. Like, they have all that stuff. In we weren't supposed to have that in the Iron Age. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. I don't know if you did. You hear about that thing they found in Utah? Like, what the? I mean, that's just weird. Which one you, was that? You, uh, just the other day, they found a monolith in Utah. So, in the middle oh. of nowhere, okay, these guys were like, I don't know if they were like rangers or foresters or whatever, like they're geologists or something, but they were, they were kind of with the state you know trooper dudes or whatever mm-hmm. you know some f- official capacity they're in this helicopter and one of the dudes is like what's that because they're in this super remote area actually a friend of mine used to work out with the park service in utah and he was like he loved it out by moab and stuff i don't know exactly where it was you can look it up i'll put it in the show notes for people but they found this massive metal monolith like a 12 foot tall oh, okay. monolith stuck into the rock just sitting there in the middle of nowhere and they're like, dude, like what? <laughs> like what? And so the only theory right now that they're putting forward is that it's some sort of elaborate art installation. Okay, maybe. maybe. But that, like, who would helicopter that in? And there's like no seams or anything. Like, you know, like where I live, if they put a bike rack into like the concrete, into like the, the, the footpath, the, the sidewalk, if they put a bike rack in there, there's, there's always like where they had to like drill the hole and they had to kind of like spackle the, you know, the concrete around there and kind of mm-hmm. like seal it up. But this is like, it looks like it just got pushed up out of the ground. It's this pristine metal, shiny. That's how I think how the guy saw it. He was up in the helicopter. And he's like, whoa, what's that down there? You know, it's just huh. an example of what you're saying. Like there's these, we don't know everything. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. And maybe it was some elaborate art installation that they somehow hiked into the middle of nowhere and somehow installed like perfectly it looks like it's cut with lasers or whatever like maybe yeah maybe. but it could also be something like historical or something just like there is no real logical explanation for it and things like that come up all the time so yeah I, i'm totally with you on that one yeah, yeah i mean they haven't weird. really totally explained the the pyramids yet it's exactly been, like hundreds of years so like yeah <laughs> Yeah. no one can do that no one yeah. can, no one can do what they did back then like they, yeah. we can't do it today with cranes and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah true <laughs> all right cool thanks walter yeah. all information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice